episode four of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Running back rankings part two. We are telling you the RB2s today. Uh, I got the homies, Goni with me, Begley. A little switcheroo today. Uh, Typically we got Goni on the bottom, Begley on the top. We did a little flip-flop, trying to keep you on your toes. Gentlemen, how, how are we doing today? Good, man. Just pounding through these rankings. Tonight, I yeah, should man, say. great. Uh, Mad Mob, it's it's 2.25 a.m. and we are starting. That's how we've been grinding these ranks out for y'all. We got, we're going to be wiping eye boogers away. We got Begley with, I mean, the tiniest of slits uh, for eyes. He's about to go. <laughs> he's about to fall asleep on the mic. Uh, but we are getting it done for you all. We do have some Reddit questions at the end again, right? Yeah, we do. We got we three do. of them. Reddit questions at the end. I'm liking those. Let's get after it, boys. Number 13. And you will see, I mean, we kept our rankings, you know, uh, generally the same. So, I mean, for example, this first one we have Josh Jacobs. I have him at 10. Um, but he is the number 13 consensus because Goni has him at 13 and Begley has him at 12. Josh Jacobs as the best RB2. What's up with him? Well, man, I, I like Josh Jacobs this year. It's uh, obviously by, by my rank. I have him as a as number 12. You know, it's a contract year for Josh Jacobs. Raiders declined to pick up his fifth-year option. Money motivates. Um, you know, he had a 66% snap share last year. I don't think that changes. Uh, matter of fact, I think that might actually go up a little bit. But what uh, stat kind of really surprised me about Josh Jacobs 56, I'm sorry, hang on a second. I'm projecting 56 receptions. Ended the year last year at 54. Um, you know, he kind of has a rep of a guy not involved in the passing game. We talked about it a lot. Um, you know, John Gruden for a couple of years, Hendon Hall, finally got involved uh, once John Gruden left. So pretty surprising there, man. Uh, he's the clear red zone option uh, in Vegas. I'm all in on Josh Jacobs. Clear red zone option. Do you want to take that one, Goni, or should I? Oh, it's all you. Clear red zone option. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a guy by the name of Devontae Adams that is now wearing a Raiders uniform. Uh, there's also a fellow by the name of Darren Waller that wears that same uniform who are big at red zone threats. Let me give you a stat. Last year, he had his fewest rushing attempts of his entire career, and I'm confused where you're getting the red zone because he finished at the back half of the league in red zone rushing attempts and only had six red zone targets. So I, uh, he, he ain't a red zone threat. Uh, if you're projecting that he's going to be a red zone threat, I don't see those projections with Devontae Adams coming in and Darren Waller coming in. I do agree with you. I had him up my 10, so I had him ranked higher than you. I, 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 you said it perfect. Money motivates. That man, they declined his fifth year. He's playing for his money. He's playing for a contract, and that is really it. I, I think they're going to use him up because they know that he's not going to be there next year. They ain't worried about his longevity. He's got talent behind him, and like you said again, he's on the field for over 60% of the snaps. I don't well, think he's going to be doing it on the back of red zone efficiency. I think he's just going to be barreling through, uh, barreling through defensive linemen to get it done. Well, I, you know, I, I guess let me explain a little further. 100% of his touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, that is, came in the red zone last year. Fair. Right? I mean, I mean, <clears throat> you know, from the five-yard and in, 
Josh Jacobs is getting the ball, and he doesn't have any competition there. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, uh, one one little interesting fact, and then going, I'll let you go about Josh Jacobs. You know, the Raiders kicked more field goals last year than any other team in the league. Had the most field goal attempts. I think Adams helps extend drives, moves the chains on third down. That's a good point. I, uh, know I see a total five percent, five five percent increase across the board for Josh Jacobs this year. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, I, I know I had him ranked lower than both of you guys at 13. He's going to be knocking on the door of the RB1 realm for sure. Um, getting Devontae Adams, you know, it's a big weapon that helps out the run game. Um, really, a lot of the time last year, the Raiders were playing from behind. So it was a it was a negative game script. They had to throw the ball more, had to catch up. That obviously is going to take away from your runs. Um he still did pretty well, though. I mean, he had eight games with 15 or more. He had double-digit points in 13 of the 15 that he played in. He only missed two games, which really isn't too bad. Not at all. And, um, I mean, really, bottom line, you guys touched on everything. The The major upgrade on offense with Devontae Adams should just help the offense move the chains more, more scoring opportunities, as you pointed out. Better defense as well, so should be playing behind as much. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby on that line. Um Number 14, consists 14. I had him at 14. Uh, Goni had him at 12. Begley at 16 is uh, James Conner. Begley, you got him pretty far back. What's going on? Man, I've got him pretty low. It's a pure touchdown regression play for me. Uh, 15 rushing touchdowns last year. I don't see him getting there. I'm actually projecting him to get half. I think the Cardinals really are what they were for the last half of the season especially without uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the roster to start the year. What do you guys think? Uh, I think that, it, you know, he, he – sorry, Wayne. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. I think that he, he kind of picks up where he left off last year as far as just being the pure workhorse guy. Uh, Chase Edmonds signed with the Dolphins. That's vacating 116 carries and 53 targets. Um they ran the ball a lot last year, as it was. Uh, they had the seventh most rush attempts, and they're more than likely going to look to establish the run over the course of DeAndre Hopkins' suspension. Um, he had nine games of 14 or more last year. Um, really, I think he's an excellent value pick uh, because right now his current ADP is the RB19. Yeah, uh, Chase. I'm with you. Chase Edmonds leaving. Uh, that's a lot of volume. I mean, he he barely broke the top twenty in rushing attempts last year, and, and I think he breaks the top ten. I I agree with you, Begley. He had eighteen total touchdowns. That is going to be very tough to duplicate, and I don't think he will. But he was also the RB five last year. He was RB five off the back of eighteen total touchdowns. So I agree. There's going to be a regression on the touchdowns. I think there's going to be a increase in rushing, a slight increase in receiving, um, which will still keep him very relevant uh, in your fantasy roster, and could he could very well be an RB one if he can sniff the touchdowns he got last year. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray just really scares me in the red zone, man. He he loves uh, to he loves to sprint it in when he sees pay dirt. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they also they also had they were among the league leaders of running the ball though inside the five yard line. Um, James Conner himself had fourteen goal line carries, which is near the tops in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, the offense was 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 high powered, man. I mean, but they just they fell off a cliff back half of the year. Yeah, and they didn't necessarily dominate free agency, but yeah, uh, Kyler wants his money. 
James Conner, oh. he's solid. Uh, they got Hollywood. Uh, I think the offense is going to be okay. I agree. All right. Number 15, David Montgomery. I have him 16. Goni all the way back at 18. Begley highest at 14. Uh, let me hear what Begley has to say. Let me hear what Begley has to say. He's got him ranked at 14. Let's see what he's got going on. Yeah, man, I, I've got a couple points, man. I, You know, I, as I talked about last episode, I use a lot of statistical modeling to get my rankings. And he's a guy that, that kept popping out. I can't get him any, any lower than what I have, and I can't get him any higher. It's a contract year, first of all. Again, money motivates, man. I mean, this guy's playing for his second contract in the league. With Tariq Cohen injury that just came out. Uh, you know, who's taking this man's snaps? Uh, last year, uh, his total snap share was uh, at 75%, which was uh, all, second, I think, right behind Najee Harris. Uh, yeah, second behind Najee Harris. Right. Um, I don't see him sharing any work on this roster. Um, Matt Nagy is out, which is a plus to all all <laughs> NFL players on yep. the roster. Yep. Uh, Luke Getzey is the new uh, offensive coordinator. He was the uh, Green Bay's uh, quarterbacks coach last year. I think he brings some innovation that the Bears haven't seen in a while. Pure volume play for me here, man. Uh, that's fair. Let's hear. Let's hear what uh, Goni has to say. I'm 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 the median here, so uh, I'll hear what Goni has to say here on the back end. Uh, personally, I just don't like the offense. It wasn't very good. It ranked 24th in the league last year. They had the 11th most rushing attempts. He did have a super high snap share, and I believe um, most of those snaps came out when he got hurt and Khalil Herbert took over for a little while. But the man had plenty of carries uh, last year, and he didn't break 1,000 yards. He had 849 and seven touchdowns. And really, man, when I was looking into the numbers, he's just not a very efficient running back. He gets all the work, but he's not efficient. His true yards per carry ranked 61st in the league. Yards per touch, 43rd. Uh, Breakaway runs, 27th. He was stuffed the fifth most times. And, I mean, I really just don't believe in Justin Fields to keep the defense honest. And really, the offense isn't going to be very good as a whole. They replaced Allen Robinson with Byron Pringle. Not a good sign. You got Darnell Mooney, Equanimeous St. Brown, Taji Sharp, and they drafted Vilas Jones. So you don't have a great group. I hear you. Uh, I'm I'm in the middle. Uh, he was on pace for the most uh, rushing attempts of his career before the injury. Um, he even with his injury, he finished an RB19, which is an RB2. I have him a little bit higher than what he finished last year because he didn't get a single receiving touchdown. I mean, that man didn't uh, – he was purely volume on the ground. And like you said, there's not a lot of weapons on that team. Justin Fields is settling in. He's got a uh, another year under his belt. I feel like a, uh, David Montgomery is definitely going to get a receiving touchdown this year. It's going to happen. Uh, he, he might even yeah. get two. We might get crazy here. But my point is, he was hurt last year for a few games. He still finished the RB19 with nothing on the receiving end. I think he gets a little bit something on the receiving end. I still think he stays a a mediocre running back with volume to depend on. So that's kind of why I have him just a skosh higher uh, as to what he finished last year. 
Well, you know, he was uh, – to, and to expand on your point, Lane, I agree, man. He's top 10 in receptions in the league last year. Uh, and, not you a know, single receiving that, touchdown. Right. And, and, you know, if you layer on a couple extra games there, you're telling me – I mean, just it's volume is king, Cody. I know, man, but he finished at 19th. He had he had the ninth most carries in the league. He gets all the opportunity. It's just the offense isn't good, and he's not efficient. That's why I couldn't get him as high as you. Obviously, I still have him in RB2 territory. I just don't have him knocking on the door of the RB1. Yeah, we're not far off where, you know. No. Yeah. But, all right, number 16, where I'm far off. This, this is a controversial one. I I tried – there, there are a few controversial ones that we are going to come across here. And we, I'm telling you, boys, we spent hours researching. And I just, like, don't understand the hype of some of these players after looking at it. So, number 16, our consensus 16, uh, is Alvin Kamara. I have him at 20. You both have him at 15. I just... First, first things first with Alvin Kamara. He's, he's got contract issues. He's not happy. Uh, and that's, that's strike number one. The second, he's coming off the most rushing attempts of his career, but his fewest yards per carry. Also, it's the fewest targets of his career. When he's with Drew Brees, he's receiving back. That's when he was... Uh, that's when he was a top three running back. You had to have him because Drew Brees passed him the ball nonstop. He's coming off the fewest targets of his career, but the most rushing attempts. So they're relying more on his legs, but he's not very good. He ranked 42nd in yards per rush. Like he needs the passing work. He's not, he's not going to barrel through defensive linemen. Jameis Winston doesn't check it down. He does not check the ball down. I checked. So, Jameis played in a few games last year. Alvin Kamara played with several quarterbacks last year. The numbers didn't change. I mean, Jameis being in the game didn't make him any better. It didn't make him any worse, but it didn't make him any better. I just they're, – they're making – they're rushing him more, and he's being used less in the passing game. But that's his strength is the passing game. He's a very mediocre running back based solely on his rushing. And that's why I have him uh, closer to a back-end RB2 this year, contrary to very popular belief. Yeah. <clears throat> my, my stats had him actually a little higher than where I ranked him. I, look, he's he's not going to play a few games. I think he gets suspended because he hits women. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, we hit the, we the mad fans. I'm not laughing at hitting women. That. I'm just laughing because <laughs> he, these guys uh, – just keep your hands to yourself, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I, I'm factoring in some uh, some sort of a suspension here. He, he lost Sean Payton. Um, and, and he's at that 27-year-old wall, man. He's got 1,300 career touches, second only to Derrick Henry for running backs of his age. I think he's hitting the wall. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm factoring the suspension as well. He's almost guaranteed. All the There was four dudes involved in the altercation, and they're all facing a felony. Fading him big time this year. I think he underperforms his ADP, which is currently the 111. He's the RB6. Um, As Wayne said, I mean, the rushing attempts went up. The reception and receiving work went down, and that was his bread and butter for years, for absolute years. He had the number one target share among running backs last year at 20.2, but you have to absolutely guarantee that's going to come down when you have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave on the field, which – 
none of them were there last year. They had a hodgepodge of wide receivers that obviously couldn't get it done. Um, and I mean, he just when he was trying to run the ball, he he didn't have many breakaway runs. He he wasn't explosive. He got stuffed a whole lot. His his advanced metrics are are just terrible. And um, I, personally, I mean, I just don't think he's a very good pure running back, as as Wayne mentioned before. And if you're taking away the receiving work, then this man definitely falls. Yeah. So uh, Wayne Goney, is there? There's absolutely a scenario where he's not an RB two, right? If if it all goes bad for Alvin Kamara, he is one of those guys that I could see falling out of that RB2 range. You're mad that you drafted him. That's why I need to – I'm trying to get on, on mountaintops and scream, stop looking at these other rankings that have him so high because he's going to let you down. I just yeah. – uh, people that just look at rankings, I don't, I don't know where these guys are finding their rankings, but, like, when we go into the advanced metrics and we look at all the efficiency ratings based on what he's doing – he sucks. I mean, yeah, when he's not bad. catching the ball, it, he sucks. It's not. There's no in between. He sucks, ladies and gentlemen. When he's not catching the ball and he's coming up, coming off his fewest targets of his career, Jameis Winston ain't gonna toss him the ball. Jameis Winston is looking twenty yards downfield. Mm, and Sean, with lace, <laughs> with lace, with his new laces, <laughs> with his new pupils. Uh, and like you said, Sean Payton losing Sean Payton's a big deal. Big yeah. deal. Big deal. I'm fading Alvin Kamara heavy. All right, gentlemen, this is my favorite one. It happened. There there are a lot of running backs. There are a lot of rankings. Number 17, Mad Mob, Antonio Gibson. Where did I have Antonio Gibson ranked? 17. Where did uh, Matthew Fagoni have him ranked? 17. 17. Where did one Christopher DeSmoin Begley have him ranked? Uh, 20, oh, 17. Let's get it. The full Never consensus, again. 17, Antonio Gibson. Let's all not dive in and talk about him all at once. We'll, we'll take turns here. Goni. Go ahead, Goni. Goni, take the floor. Hey, man, he finished as the RB12 last year. He averaged 14.3 points per game. Uh, he only missed one game, which was great considering all kinds of running backs missed plenty of games. Uh, the problem with him, though, that I've seen is the man needs volume. He had seven games of 16-plus points. He also had seven games with seven points or less, and that can absolutely lose you a week for sure. Uh, he averaged 19.8 when he touched the ball at least 20 times a game. That was seven times over the course of the season, and he averaged 9.2 points a game when he touched the ball less than 20 times. Um I mean, he's fighting it out with J.D. McKissick. J.D. came in and got a whole lot of the receiving work since he came in 2020. Last year, McKissick took 43 receptions on 53 targets. The year before, he had 80 receptions. And the backfield just got more crowded as Washington drafted uh, Brian Robinson Jr. in the third round. And Ron Rivera said that he wants them to act as a one-two punch comparable to the tandem of Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams from his time in Carolina, which I really hate because I liked Gibson coming out of college. I have him in a dynasty league. He scored the most touchdowns as a rookie um, with 11 in his rookie season to finish as the RB 13. And yeah, I have such high hopes and uh, it just looks like he's not going to get into that RB one category. Mm, sad times. Yeah, you know, I mean, he kind of reminds me of when Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams split the backfield in Green Bay, right? Everybody's yelling for Aaron Jones to get, get more touches. 
Same for Antonio Gibson, man. Hyper-efficient, but 57% snap share. You know, interesting fact, I think Carson Wentz actually kind of hurts his receiving work. Uh, Wentz was top 10 in passes over 40 yards last year, while Heineke was bottom five um, in passes in, in passes over 20 and 40 yards, meaning he threw the ball short often last year. I think Wentz throws the ball downfield a little more, gets the receivers and tight end involved a little bit. Um, I think it hurts all all running backs in Washington. Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you. I mean, he finished as the worst RB1 you could be, but an RB1 nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Brian Robinson Jr. is really what scares me here in, in going to that tandem because uh, Antonio Gibson had 42 receptions, which bolstered him a lot. But like you said, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to do that uh, too often. But the man ranked third in the league in red zone rushing attempts. Is he going to be the D'Lo or is he going to be the Jonathan Stewart? I, I mean, who is – if you're now splitting those red zone attempts with Brian Robinson Jr., what's he going to do? I, I, I can't, I can't put him any higher. Let's let's just call a spade a spade here. Uh, if you're in an RBBC, you're you're not going to be an RB one. Period. Yeah, especially agreed. when uh, when your coach comes out and says <laughs> we are going to use everybody. <laughs> You know, I just I can't put them any higher. I'm glad yeah. you all feel literally exactly the same as I do. I, yeah, I I think the exception to the committee rules, Aaron Jones, right, Wayne? Uh, I say an RBBC more. There's three of them. You know, you got yeah. you got Jay okay, McKissick uh, taking the targets, and then you got Brian Robinson Jr. now back there. Uh, uh, listen, enough. hey, back, we'll Aaron to, Jones for MVP. We'll get to Aaron Jones <laughs> and AJ Dillon. <laughs> Uh, well, we got a- another one. AJ Dillon's later on, and I can't help but plug Aaron Jones in my argument for that one. Uh, stay tuned for that. Begley just God, jumping the gun on us. Number eighteen. Oh my gosh, I love this one. I can't wait for this one. Javante Williams at eighteen. Goni's got him at fourteen. Begley's got him at eighteen. I got him all the way back at twenty-three. Let's talk about it, man. Yeah. Let, let, please, let's talk about please, it. Please, please, let's wants, talk about it. Who wants the floor it. first? I, I'll take it. Actually, yeah. eh, do I want it first? Because I feel like I want to mush noses. I, uh, Mad Mob, I smell a donk bed here. This has the makings of a donk bed. It 100% does. 100% does. I'll go I'll go first. Listen, he was number 15 in rush attempts last year. He, he finished as a running back 17 last year. Okay, I have him as 23, so I have him finishing a skosh worse than what he did last year. He was number 15 in rush attempts with just over 900 yards. He only ranked 20th in yards per rush and was number 24 in red zone attempts. Uh, listen, hey, hey, everybody, Melvin Gordon is still suiting up for the Broncos. I don't understand why everybody's like – Whenever everybody thought that Melvin Gordon was going, it was like, Javante Williams, RB1. And then Melvin Gordon was like, no, no, I'll be back in Denver. And everybody was like, oh, I can't hear you. Javante Williams, RB number one. No, Melvin Gordon is still there. He's going to split that work down the middle. Number four, in, number 24 in red zone attempts. Do you want to know why? Melvin Gordon, he was splitting them. 20th in yards per rush again, and number 15 in rushing attempts. Do you think, I get it, the Broncos are a rush-first defense, but do you think 
they might pass the ball just a little bit more now that they have a guy by the name of Russell Wilson, a Hall of Famer. They're going to pass the ball. Uh, the percentage of passing is going to go up. I'm not saying it's going to be drastically improved, but it's going to go up. Less rushing in Denver, still split down the middle between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I've got them going from an RB17 to an RB23. I have them not improving like you do, Goni, with more passing and still splitting down the middle. That's fine. That's that's fine. I, I see your points. Um, you're right. He finished as the RB17 last year. I have him moving a skosh up to 14, just three spots. Um, I mean, he had over 200 carries. He split exactly at 203 with Melvin Gordon. I think that'll change this year. I, I think that it's going to be Javante as the 1A to Gordon's 1B. It might not necessarily be a 60-40. I, th- I feel like it'll be a 55-45 split. Um, he looked to be more involved in the rushing attack over the last seven games of the season. He only averaged 10.3 carries a game over the first 10 weeks, and then he averaged 14 carries a game after the bye. So they integrated him more into the offense. They gave him more carries. And the man only scored four touchdowns. Four touchdowns on the ground, three through the air. I definitely can see that number going up a a few ticks, which will get him to where I have him at right now. And, I mean, he's, he's hard to bring down, man. He was sixth in the league in evaded tackles, eighth in the league in juke rate, which is your evaded tackles per touch at 33% of the time, sixth in yards created. Uh, I mean, he's just good. He's just good. I, I feel like there's going to be more sustained drives there with Russell Wilson. Sure, they may pass the ball more, but I feel like Ain't the no rushes way. overall won't go down. You're going from Drew Locke and Teddy B to Russell Wilson. How many drives died because Drew Locke and Teddy B are terrible? Uh, that's all I'm saying, man. He, I think more sustained drives, better offense, and they love to run the ball in Denver, man. They always have. They always will. I can respect your argument. I can respect it. I just, yeah. I, I, just, I think that the, the touchdowns that he's getting, he's not going to get more because he's still splitting it. What's, what do you think, Bex? Yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm right in the middle. Um, <clears throat> I agree with Goni in the in the sense that I do think the offense sees more total snaps. Uh, but I agree with Wayne that of those extra snaps, a higher percentage of those will be passes. This is a bottom five team in the league last year in pass attempts. And I expect that to be more mid- middle of the pack this year at least with, with Russ. Um, do you pay Melvin Gordon two and a half million on a one year deal to not give him at least? 45% of the work? I mean, going, I can't get any lower than 45%, man. It's pennies, bro. Two and a half million is pennies in the NFL. Yeah, but you can get somebody why for didn't cheaper just, than that. But why didn't they just let him go? He knows the system, and he, he worked out very well last year. He did. Yes, he did. I agree. Splitting the carries down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Javante Williams, I'm fading on him hard. Goney is Goney's not. You all can. I'll buy him up. You all can uh, do what you will with that one. Beckley landed right in the middle. I'm, just, I'm fading him hard. Uh, uh, do, do we have a doink bet on this one? Can we? We don't as of right now. Do you want to split the difference? What's the difference here? There is a nine difference. I say nineteen is a push, right? Eighteen. So eighteen and down. Eighteen and a half is the median. So I'll take eighteen to eighteen and better, and you'll take nineteen and worse. Yes. Yep. Lock it in. 
Doink bet. Done deal. Doink wow. bet. He, Fading Javante he, heavy. Uh, write he, it down in the notes, yeah. and, and we got a new system here. Whenever Begley's typing it into his notes, which he's doing right now. Goni. Did I say Begley? Yeah, boy. Sorry, I was like, I was about to bring yeah. Begley back into the fold there. While Goni's <laughs> typing it into his phone notes, uh, whoever the third party is in a doink bet is going to give us their take and who they think is going to win. Uh, man, you know, Javante is such an interesting case. I, I, I'm going to side, I think, with, with Goni here. Sorry, Wayne. And the reason I'm going to side with that is because I think Denver has a chance to be a daggone good offense, man. I think they can be explosive. So, you know, giving Javonta an extra, what, 50 carries this year, 10 receptions, I think can push him up a little bit for me. That's Sorry, Wayne. I, no, no, yeah. no. I, I, I knew you were going against me. I mean, you do have him ranked 18th, and Goni's got 18 and down, so I expected yeah. it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, ha- I had to hear your take on it. You're the third party while he's writing it down. Are we are we locked Rule in rules. to the notes, Goni? We're locked in. Locked in, good sir. Doink. Best of luck to you. Many You're going to lose. Many a doinks coming at the end of the year. Please make sure you oh, follow, yeah. subscribe, wherever you're at. You're, the punishments are going to be fierce. We kind of – uh, I, I hate to interrupt here. We're at Javante. We're, yeah, we're at the halfway point. Okay, so this is a good time. Intermission, seventh inning stretch. I don't know if anybody in the Mad Mob has ever tried a birthday cake bang. Don't. Not a sponsor. Don't. Not a sponsor. If they came to me and they were like, we would love to sponsor your podcast. I would say as long as it's not specific to the birthday cake flavor because it's terrible. I mean, you just you need to buy it and try it just to understand how terrible it is. I purchased Listen, everybody bangs are like 2 3 bucks. I went to the store and the birthday cake flavor $1 for a reason. I'm fading the birthday cake. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm thinking is going to be like a weekly doink punishment is you got to sit here and drink a birthday cake bang through the episode. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Welcome to the show, boys. And we're, hey. it's, it'll get, we'll think of some spot. I get it. Oh, you're just drinking a drink. We'll figure something out. These are the weekly punishments. We obviously don't want to be raked over the coals every single week. Otherwise, we're gonna get we're gonna get nervous about these doing bets. We're gonna find something big at the end of the year. Whoever lost the most is is they're gonna have to pay for it. Got to pay for it, man. Maybe Bang will sponsor the barf bag. Oh, Bang, Bang, uh, Bang! I love almost every other flavor, but what are you doing with that birthday cake? And, and I'm not telling them something they don't already know. They put, that's why it's a dollar. <laughs> Fire sale, man! All right, number nineteen. We got J.K. Dobbins. Me and Beggs are we're pretty on par here. Me and Beggs got him at twenty-one. Goni has him as nineteen. Goni, why are you uh, off the beaten path on this one? Not by far. Not by far. I mean, he missed the entire year last year with a torn ACL. Uh, he got before the season. Um, the Ravens said that he might open camp on the pup list, but it looks like he's probably going to be ready in time. I think they're confident in him because they haven't made any notable free agent running back additions, or any additions uh, to the team in the matter. meantime. So, whoa, 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 hang on, Mike Davis doesn't worry you. <laughs> I said notable. Nah, I said notable, bro. Mike Davis. Come on now, Mike Davis. Um, Mike who? No, he's gonna suit up week one. Mike who? 
I mean, he finished his rookie year as the RB23. That's really the only data that we have to go off of. He had 134 carries for 800 yards, nine touchdowns. The man had six yards per carry. Mm. Uh, I mean, this is an excellent rushing attack. All caps. They had the third best rushing attack last year with guys like Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, and Tyson Williams, who was actually pretty good, but they just refused to give him the ball. They're like, nah, you're too young. We're only taking the old guys here. We're going to make this work somehow. And, uh, I mean, just the Ravens' style of play and their lack of pass catchers give me, gives me confidence that Dobbins is going to have a pretty good fantasy year, man. Yeah, uh, I'll piggyback. Uh, he's... He was number three in yards per rush at six, like you said. He's number one in true yards per carry, which, again, is you eliminate all rushes 11 yards and up. So he's number one in yards per carry within within uh, first down territory. Uh, consistent. He is very consistent. He is coming off a torn ACL, but he had nine rushing touchdowns. I mean, he finishes up there with no receiving work. What he had, I think he had under 20 targets. Not even receptions, like under 20 targets. So he finishes up there based solely on his opportunities and his talent. Yeah, you know, two things limit him, man. Lamar and Gus Edwards. You know, in that 2020 year, Gus Edwards had 723 rushing yards to J.K.'s 805. And I know J.K. came on late, but Gus is under contract. They're going to use him. And Mike Davis. Mike Davis will take the receiving work. I feel like he's not going to have any. He's not going to improve on the receiving work. But if I if I hear you talk about Mike Davis like he's <laughs> Mike like, Davis. like he's Barry Sanders two point oh, bro, they got vomit. Mike Davis. Uh, what did he say about Mike Davis before? Uh, notable free agency pickups, Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said I said notable. That's why I didn't mention him at all. So come on, man. I mean. Even the receiving work, though, I, I don't care who you are. If you're playing on the Ravens, Lamar is not going to throw you the ball like no. with any kind of consistency. No, no. Goni, you ready to crack yes, your knuckles? Mm, what ready you got? To crack your knuckles and, and really sock and boppers? Get Number it. 20, Saquon Barkley. Oh. I faded him heavy at 25. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Not even an RB2. Goni had him at 21, a back-end RB2, and Begley had him at 20. Saquon Barkley. And this is not a CMC situation where he gets injured a lot, but, you know, the talent's there and all that. Goni, take us – let's go to the advanced metrics here and and let the people know about about Saquon's talent. Let me let me just first start off by this man. We all know he missed games last year. He missed three last year. He missed 15 the year before. He missed three more the year before that. This man, in my opinion, might be the top five most hated fantasy players in the game today because he's burned people <laughs> year after year oh, yeah. after oh, year, yeah. myself included. He got me in 2019 and 2020. Last year, nah. Said I had enough. I'm good. Um, I mean, he had 162 carries last year for 593 yards, two touchdowns, 3.6 yards per carry. It's gross, man. He, his team ranks 31st in offense. They're, they're absolutely garbage. His O-line is trash. His quarterback is trash. The ligaments that hold his gigantic legs together (laughs) are trash. (laughs) Like they're just not good. There's, there's zero parts of this at all. 
All right, they chose an offensive lineman in this year's draft. They'll be choosing a new quarterback next year when they have their top five pick. All the magic and good feelings that fantasy players had after his rookie season, they're gone. If you had him in a dynasty and you traded him last year or the year before, great job because you got the best value you might ever see from him again. Good on you, mate. I mean, if not, sorry, man, you've got a turd. Even worse, (laughs) you have a turd with a big name, which is about as bad as it gets because you're going to play him every game and be disappointed. (laughs) Every Every game. Listen, uh, I'm going to throw out some – some names for you. Some you'll recognize, some you might not. Devontae Booker, Elijah Penny, and Gary Brightwell. Those are the other running backs on the Giants' depth chart. And guess what? All of them average more yards per rush than Saquon Barkley. All wow. of them. Saquon Barkley averages the worst yards per carry on that entire Giants crap roster and you're talking about Danny Dimes here but they're for some reason they're all in on Daniel Jones this year it's a prove it year for him the coach came out he's on record saying he's gonna he's setting Daniel Jones loose and wants him to quote throw the ball without hesitation next year what does that mean you want you want Daniel Jones to to start throwing more I I thought Saquon Barkley was going to be like top tier. Why wouldn't you rush the ball more? That's like Indianapolis last year saying, "Listen, we want Carson Wentz to throw the ball without hesitation." No, if if you trust your running back at all, then you're going to give it to him. The fact that you're saying we're not going to run the ball, we're going to let Daniel Jones just sling it a lot over that shows that the Giants don't have faith in Saquon. And they're gonna defend more. They're gonna depend more on the pass in a terrible passing offense with a terrible quarterback with no weapons. That whole offense is just a dumpster fire. And Saquon Barkley has—he was the one that put the kindling in it. Yeah, uh, one thing saved Saquon in my model from falling all the way down to thirty-two, and that's his <laughs> propensity to get targets in the passing game. He's involved. I mean, even this year, last year, he got 57 targets in the passing game, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, is top 10 in in running backs. Um, might just be actually, let's say, top 15 there. Yeah, a few healthy games. I mean, there's a chance, right, guys? There's a chance no. he gets top 20. I mean. I, I had him ranked at 21, and the only reason why I have him this high is because he still showed flashes at times. He's an explosive athlete whenever his legs are holding together. Um, uh, I mean, he's he's a great athlete. In the perfect world, it probably could happen, and I'm still going on the potential. I wouldn't draft him. This is, this is why people draft him every year is the potential of his rookie year. Saquon? I have nothing against you as the man, the human being, I but I, you're the worst for <laughs> fantasy, and I'll, I'll never have you again. All right, uh, let me ask you guys a question here. If Saquon is your is your starting flex spot, are you happy with that? Um, it depends who else is on yeah. the bench. I mean, uh, I'm not. If I'm, he is your I'm, best player for flex. That means you would probably – I mean, his ADP right now is the 211, which is RB12, and there's no way no, I'm taking him in the second don't round. Don't do it. Mad Mob, don't do it. Please do not do it. If he's your RB1, you are, you are not 
and nobody's You're scared hurting. of you. You're not going anywhere near the fantasy championship this year. If he is. If you have a terrible RB1 and he's your RB2, you're not doing anything this year. Please just fade Saquon this year. If he's in your flex, I, it, then your roster should be pretty solid because we, we have him as an RB2. So if he's yeah. out of your RB, if you have a better RB2 and he's in your flex, then your, obvi- your roster makeup is obviously pretty good. So to answer your question, if he's in your flex – then you're you did pretty good with your RB one and two, and I think you have a good shot at winning it. But if you're depending on Saquon as an RB one, you just thank you for donating your money to the fantasy <laughs> pod. I mean, look <laughs> at it this way though: with him being the two eleven, here, here's a better question for you guys: Would you consider taking him at the turn there? Because it'd be the first overall pick; it'd go through, it'd come back. Would you take him with the last pick of the second or first of the third? That would essentially put him in that flex God, range. Don't don't ask, that. I don't, don't ask me that. I would I would consider if I if I if it was snaking around, uh, I had the last. Uh, so so I had the first overall pick. Yeah, you'd have the first overall pick. So I got J- that. I got JT obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in. Looking at JT Mike Evans Saquon trio. How I do you feel know. about I've, that? Uh, what's Gibson's ADP? Gibson's ADP right now is uh, the 309 as the running back 16. I'm not hate. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hating Jonathan Taylor, Gibson, and Saquon in the flex. I'm still a major no. Like I'm still a major. I'm finding whoever else is better there just because You've of the. Yeah, yeah. Burned third, third degrees from Saquon. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I I have the worst luck in fantasy pick draws, so I never got those number one, number two picks to get burned. So that's what you get, Goni, for good luck in the in the fantasy draws. So Saquon never got to see my team, and which is why do, why do I dislike him so much? I because he's not because he's not good. He's not good. He, he hasn't burned no. me. He hasn't burned me. Uh. All right, oh, let's. Do we need to let some heart rates drop for a second? Oh, we're good. All right, we're good, man. I got go. it out, man. We I don't got need out. a couple woo sauce. <laughs> All right, we have in the twenty-one spot, and this is my fault. Apparently, I buoyed him all the way up here. Uh, twenty-one spot, Elijah Mitchell. I had him at eighteen. Uh, Goni at twenty-five. Begley at twenty-four. Uh, listen, guys. He played 11 games last year. He missed six games. In those 11 games, he had over 200 attempts and five touchdowns, uh, just under 1,000 yards rushing, and he was on pace to be an RB1. He finished top 10 in rushing yards while missing six games. The only bad thing I have to say about him is the team he's on and their – revolving door of running backs that they trust, but they obviously showed that they don't trust Trey Sermon. Uh, He didn't really do a lot last year, even when he was healthy. Um, I feel like a healthy Elijah Mitchell, they're going to depend on. He's going to continue to get the work that he was getting last year because he was definitely the best running back on their roster. If he is healthy this year, I think he could be a top-end RB2, let alone all the way back at where we have him at 21. Ah, man, I, I I don't love him. Uh, you know, as he got that increased volume last year, 
you saw, you saw the injury start to kind of rack up toward the end of the year. You know, he, he's 5'10", 200 pounds, not an overly, you know, built player. I, you know, his last two games of the year, week 16 and week 17, he finished with a 58 and 53% snap share. I think the Niners realize this is not a workhorse every down back. Um, that's why they drafted TDP in the third round. I think Elijah Mitchell's volume gets cut this year. That's, this is a full committee. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Shanahan runs a good offense there. They're going to have a great rushing attack, but you don't ever have like a workhorse back for the most part that, you know, is just amazing. They have they have so many guys. They have Elijah Mitchell, as he as Beggs just said, they uh, drafted Tyrion Davis Price uh, in the third round. They have Jeff Wilson. They have Trey Sermon. They have Jamichael Hasty, And. I mean, little-known stat for you is that the 49ers, the last six years in a row, have had a different uh, running back lead their team in rushing yards. I mean, does the trend continue? It may. It may not. Trey Sermon might come back from the dead and lead the team uh, in in rushing yards this year. More than likely not. Not going to happen. That's fine. But, I mean, this this rookie this year can come out of nowhere and, and get it. Plus, everyone gets hurt there. They carry 1,000 running backs <laughs> because it. they need 1,000 running backs. That, that is yep. the only thing I will give you is uh, the only reason they start so many running backs so often is – I, I don't know what's in the water in San Francisco, but it's like it, it makes the running backs just turn to dust. So that's the only that's the only reason I'd fade Elijah Mitchell is that you just – I'm not worried about the RBBC there because I feel like when he is healthy, he is their guy. And that showed last year. He was their clear-cut guy. It's just can he stay healthy. That's, that's the only way reason I'd fade him. Fair enough. Number 22 – a guy that I, I disrespect a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I, I Looking back, I ranked him a little bit lower. I still don't think he's an RB2, but I don't have him as bad as I'm about to tell you. Number 22 is Damian Harris. Um, I ranked him at 30. I, I, I disrespect him a little bit there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Goni has him at 20. Begley has him at 19. Um, I'll explain myself on this one. I just it, it's it's an age old fantasy law that I live by. Confucius says never draft a Patriots skill player to your fantasy team, and and it just it goes here. Listen, he's extremely extremely touchdown dependent. He finished second in rushing touchdowns last year behind Jonathan Taylor. Is he going to do that again? No. I mean, he gets pretty good volume at 202 attempts last year, uh, but he's non-existent in the receiving game. I mean, he does absolutely nothing in the receiving game. So he's very he's, – he's got pretty good rushing attempts, no receiving, entirely touchdown dependent. I don't like touchdown dependent running backs, especially in a Patriots offense. I'm fading him outside of the RB2 because without those touchdowns, he is he's not an RB2. He finished 14 last year. He finished a RB2 with being number two in rushing touchdowns. I just don't think he does it again this year. Yeah, I mean, and Goni, I'll, I'll let you speak more to this than I will, but I don't. I agree with all those points, Wayne. I, just when you look at his numbers, you know, he had a, he had a good year, man. I mean, just shy of a thousand yards. 
missed two games last year. Um, so, you know, from a statistical perspective, I, I got to respect him. Do I feel good if he's my RB2? No, I don't. I mean, Homer. guys, he finished. He finished. I mean, yeah, but I, I, believe <laughs> me, I live and die by the Patriots' skill positions. You don't draft them. They're, they're dangerous in fantasy, and they're always wildly inconsistent. Someone will go off one game, and then you'll never hear from them again. Um, but, yeah, Damian Harris, man, he finished as a high-end RB2. Finishing as the RB14 last year, that 929 yards that he got was good for 10th in the league. The man had 4.6 yards per carry, which is is pretty good. Um, I mean, the Patriots are a run-first offense, man. They're going to continue to do that with uh, a lack of productive pass catchers, and they want to set Mac Jones up with favorable third-down situations. I mean, the guy's still developing. Um, he had a pretty good year last year being a rookie. They're going to utilize their uh, two tight end sets. They paid Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry a lot of money to be there. Um, going to have those guys block. Going to have them you know, go out for passes as well. And, um, I mean, he last year he was susceptible to being game scripted out of games because the Patriots don't have a great offense, and he's not going to be on the field if they're down big. I mean, he only got 20 targets last year. He's not on the field when they're passing the ball. Uh, when they, they get to the goal line, they're looking to run it in. He got 11 goal line carries last year. Uh, I mean, I, I you know agree that the 15 is going to come down, but I think that a back-end RB2 is definitely uh, in the realm of possibilities for him this year. Yeah, based, based solely on volume. I feel like Bill Belichick just like keeps – I feel like he like side-eyes ADPs and fantasy rankings just to like screw us over. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, all right. 23, we got A.J. Dillon. It's a guy that I faded at 29. Goni had him at 28. And Begley, Begley's buying him at 22. Begley, what's going yeah, on man. with A.J. Dillon? Man, give me all the A.J. Dillon. Um, you know, I think, you know, as you alluded to in your Aaron Jones discussions mm. uh, on our last, our last show. Aaron man, Jones MVP. I, <laughs> Packers, Packers have got to they've got to lean on these running backs. Uh, uh, they they need production from AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, last year Packers were the lowest in the league at running twenty one personnel, which is two backs, one tight ends. Only two percent of their total snaps. Matt Lafleur has gone on record saying that's going to increase this year to at least league average. I see AJ Dillon's snaps going up this year. Um, I see his touchdowns going up this year, um, and I see him out carrying Aaron Jones this year uh, in the running game. What? I do. Uh, I do. I, I think Aaron Jones is, is is the pass catcher, man. I think they – He did it last year. Yeah. A- I, AJ I, Dillon yeah. outcarried him last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I expect that to, to continue. Uh, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add on it. I, I just – I don't really love AJ Dillon this year. I, I do think that he could split the backfield 50-50. I think Matt LaFleur was actually talking about that. Um I mean, he he had more carries, yards, and rushing touchdowns than Aaron Jones did. The man's huge. He's six foot tall and 247 pounds. He's an absolute beast. You know when it gets cold there in Green Bay, he's going to be absolutely trucking through guys. Um, he's going to be the goal line back. I understand that. But he's, he's going to offer nothing as far as the receiving games go, uh, receiving game goes. And... Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I I just like a few guys more than him, and I I really don't think he's going to break into the uh, RB two conversation. 
I mean, uh, Wayne, let me let me jump in here really quick. 37 targets in the passing game last year, Gummy. Caught 34. Hyper-efficient. Uh, you know, 34 receptions puts him in the, in the bottom 25%, but it's more than what people think. You don't you don't think he gets to say forty five targets, forty receptions this year at least? Nah, man. I think he's the he's the thunder and Jones is the lightning. I think it's like uh, Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw back in the day with with the Giants. I I, I just think he's going to be there to run the ball, and Aaron Jones is going to get his few carries here and there, but he's gonna he's gonna catch. Catch just me. I I think AJ Dillon is a little more involved in the passing game than people give him credit for. Uh, I don't think he is. Listen, here's all, here's all I know about A.J. Dillon. He played in two more games than Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones averaged more rushing attempts per game at 11.4. Not one by much, but Aaron Jones was rushing the ball more than A.J. Dillon when they were both in the game. Aaron Jones gets more yards per, per carry indicating he is a better running back. He gets almost double the targets. Listen, A.J. Dillon averaged 2.2 targets a game. He is not siphoning anything through the air from from Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones is still averaging more rush attempts per game and getting more rush yards per carry. I, he's better in every facet. And so I'm, I'm trying – I need to back up a little bit like I'm arguing for Aaron Jones to be a top three running back again. But that's just that's just where I'm at with A.J. Dillon. I feel like Aaron Jones is by far the clear-cut number one rusher and receiver in that backfield, and that's just that's going to hurt A.J. Dillon. That's, A.J. Dillon in, in your flex is not a bad flex play, but I can't put – I'm not happy if he's in my RB2 slot. Listen, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a bold claim. I think you Green better. Bay can carry two thousand yard rushers this year. Aaron Jones. I mean, look. Last year, Aaron Jones uh, finished. Was we'll he just shy of of 800 yards at 799? AJ Dillon was at 803. He's looking at 400 extra yards in the ground. You're telling me that's uh, unreasonable here, boys? Yeah. And- Oh, wow! <laughs> listen, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm, th- I'm with Aaron Rodgers on this one, man. I'm, I'm with him. I think there's a chance, two thousand yard rushers. You're, in, you're with Aaron Rodgers on this, but you're saying that he's just gonna talk. He's just gonna hand the ball off. I'm with Aaron Rodgers in that. I, I, I don't think the Packers throwing the towel. I think they're competitive, and I think they won the division this year. Okay. Uh, yeah, their division is pretty pretty terrible yeah i want i like uh, i kind of jumped back a little bit when you said that but then i remembered their division and i realized that Uh, yeah i mean the vikings are in that division the vikings but look man i mean i i I don't think christian watson does it man i i who who is catching passes in green bay nobody aaron jones bro he's gonna make it work it's gonna be It's going to be Christian Watson one game. It's going to be Randall Cobb another game. The, the it's going Aaron to be Aaron combo. That's what's going to make it. Work. Yeah, dude. Aaron, we're going to uh, sing the tune of Aaron Aaron, and I'm going to sing the tune of Doink and Goni. I can't wait nah. for it. Okay, uh, so for 24, we actually don't have like a like a 24, 25, 26 because it all kind of averaged out to the middle. We have three 24s. Um, 
all of us have somebody ranked higher than the other one, so we're all just going to kind of um, explain our reasoning with why we wanted them at the RB2 instead of the other two. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I faded him at 31 for the same reason that I got Javante up there. Um, at 23, it's it's hard to have two running backs that close. Um, Goni, you had him at 26. Begley, uh, tell us why Melvin Gordon's going to be the 23. Selling bags. Why should he be the uh, the number 24 pick, the RB2, to close it out? Why, why should you be happy having Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon on your team? Hey, look, Melvin Gordon was RB22 last year. Okay, splitting carries perfectly down the middle last year with Javante. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had more rushing yards than Javante last year. He had 918 yards on the same amount of, of carries as Javante. His his passing work did pale in comparison, but I do think the touchdown distribution has spread a little more equally amongst the backs. Um, you know, I, I think that he gets a few more touchdowns this year. I do think the offense is more explosive. Um, I, like I said, I, you don't pay him $2.5 million to not to not use him. All I heard was fade Javante, fade Javante. I, 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 yeah, I, to me, to me, this is a very similar play to last year, except I think, I think the passing goes a little up in Denver. Uh, I don't think they had to rely on the running game as much. All right. That's fair. All right. So, uh, Begley had, uh, Melvin Gordon. Now for the T-24, um, Cirque Dagoni, we've got Cam Akers. I had him at 26, just outside RB2 range. Uh, Goni had him at 22, and Begley had him all the way back at 32. Uh, why do you got Cam Akers in there? All right, so for Cam Akers, the reason why you should draft him as your final RB2 spot, uh, we, have, we all have the same fears. He missed almost the entire season with a torn Achilles. He came back for week 18 way ahead of schedule. He played terribly throughout the playoffs. I get it. He averaged 2.6 yards per carry. Didn't look explosive. Um, Are you arguing for or against, man? I'm, I'm doing four. I'm okay. doing four. I'm just telling you all the cons beforehand, and then I'm, I'm going to let you know. Like a, Begs like mentioned a on a previous. Pharmacy, pharmacy like bad side effects. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of them, man. Uh, Beggs mentioned on a previous episode that no running back had ever run for over 1,000 yards after a torn Achilles. I mean, the guy's young. He's only 22 years old. I'm willing to bet that all those other guys um, were older than, than he was or that he is now. Um, they ranked ninth in offense last year, the Rams did, 23rd in rush attempts. Daryl Henderson was okay for the Rams when Akers went down, um, but McVay loves Akers, and he couldn't wait to get back to him. He he loaded him with carries throughout the playoffs. In the Super Bowl, Henderson only got four carries to Akers' 13. I mean, he's going to be ready to go when the season rolls around. They have a great offense. He's going to be the RB1, RB1A for their team. So, I mean, give me the running back with the great offense. I'm willing to take a shot on him. Wow. Uh, you're asking Cam Akers to do something that has never been done before, ever, in the history of the NFL. Not going to happen. I mean, he doesn't necessarily – to to get to the RB24, he doesn't need to break 1,000 yards. If he, he gets himself, you know, seven, eight touchdowns, about 800 yards uh, on the ground and, you know, maybe 30, 40 receptions, he gets Is that. that it? 
Is that it? That's all you're asking of me? Okay. <laughs> it's not a big ask. It's not a big ask. Go on. Right. He has no flexion in his foot, man. He's <laughs> he's running with a club foot. McVeigh loves him. Gonna feed him. Fun fact, uh, if you tear your Achilles, uh, what is it? It's like before the age of like 30 or something like that. It actually grows back stronger, thicker. Mm. Yeah, go- Google that. That's that's facts. We'll see, man. All Not right. going to happen. <clears throat> A blast is little on me, uh, giving you all your last RB2. Um, burned a few people last year. I have Travis... ATN at 22. Goni had him at 24. And Begley really screwed this by pulling him all the way back to 34. So he said, if you're not, if you're just listening and not watching, he's going to give himself whiplash from shaking his head back and forth. I, he's obviously coming off an injury. It's not a incredibly serious injury. It was season ending, obviously, but it's not like a, uh, ACL or Achilles or anything like that. Uh, we know he's going to be the workhorse in Jacksonville. It's it's not an RBBC there. He is going to be the guy in Jacksonville running the ball. Trevor Lawrence, another year in the offense. He's going to get a little bit better. At, but my biggest thing is the Jaguars, A, won the draft. I mean, they, they really beefed up their defense which will hopefully keep them in games. But they also spent a third rounder on uh, Luke Fortner, a center, uh, to beef up their offensive line, and got Brandon Scherf in free agency to beef up that offensive line even more. So we obviously don't have anything from an NFL perspective to go off of for ETN, but I know that he's going to get volume. Volume is king. And they beefed up their offensive line. That's for me. That's good enough to be your last RB two. Uh, man, I'm gonna give you a fact along the same lines of Goni. There are only two players who have had a Liz Frank injury and came back and had a better year than the previous year. That's Julio Jones, who is an absolute alien, and Brian Westbrook, who is not. Le'Veon Bell. MJD, Santonio Holmes, Cedric Benson, Ronnie Brown, Darren McFadden, Ted Ginn Jr. are all players with that injury who have suffered serious setbacks and declines in their in their career after this injury. Uh, See, but I would take I would take Le'Veon Bell off that list because I, I would be curious as to when he had it, and I yeah, would almost guarantee it was after Pittsburgh. Le- Le'Veon Bell suffered it in 2013. Now, now, he was actually a little bit of a unique case because he had a minor injury to his list, Frank, in okay. 2013. Uh, uh, Mad Mob, I'm refuting everything he just said about that injury. He just named off a bunch of Poop Turds players uh, that got that injury in the latter half of their career, and they were dropping off regardless of whether they had that injury or not. But trust me, Travis Etienne being your RB2, you're happy. You're happy with him. He's going to be a workhorse. They upgraded the the offensive line. Trevor Lawrence is hopefully not going to be a bag of turds this year. I'm just I'm wholeheartedly disagreeing with Beckley here. And uh, there's a lot of times that like I'll you know I have a very strong difference of opinion, but I can respect the argument. I don't I don't like that one, man. I don't like that argument. 
You guys put a lot of faith in, in Dr. Andrews, man, to repair all these tendons. Hey, man, though, like uh, James Robinson, he, he suffered a torn Achilles, and it's not looking like he's going to be ready to go until training camp. So, I mean, if he has any setbacks and he misses time during the season to start the year, ETN could easily seize the role as the primary running back for good. And, I mean, I think Jacksonville is going to be down. They still have plenty of work to do on the team. I think they're going to be down in plenty of games, forcing them to throw. ETN has um, great receiving skills, excellent receiving skills, and he played with Trevor Lawrence in college. Uh, That only bodes well for him catching passes out of the backfield, and I think that's where the majority of his value comes this year. Do you want a doink bet? Do you want want this? Do you want this, man? Do you want a doink bet it? Do you want this smoke? I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Agoni a counterpoint, and then we'll we'll touch the ledger. We don't know if he's a good receiver, Goni, because a Liz Frank injury took him out for the year, and he has a very serious Liz Frank tear. Was he good in he college? Was he excellent sl- in college? He was a four-year player in college. Yeah, Those but he had excellent receiving project, skills. They do not project well to the NFL, and you know that. I mean, dude, it's not hard to run a little little wheel route on the outside or anything. You're starting next to the quarterback. He's just got to give you one of one of these. It, one of those. It is hard. It <laughs> Perks is watching hard. on YouTube, boys. You could have seen what one of those was. It was it, a flick of the wrist. It, yeah. It, yeah. It is hard to run one of those when your tendon has been uh, ruined. Did, did he get, did he get his, his tendon surgically repaired or did they amputate his foot? I'm confused. Uh What's the doink bet here? Top twenty-five for ETN. We're splitting the difference. So splitting the difference, so just like the it rest. It would of be twenty. I get twenty-seven and down. You get twenty-eight and up. Oh, lock it in, please. Lock it in. Twenty-seven he, and he, down versus twenty-eight and up. Yes. yes. He will not make history, boys. He a will. double, a double doink bet episode, and I'm in both of them, and I feel phenomenal about both of them. I can't wait. I'm going to sleep great tonight. Oh my. Gosh. I hope you enjoy your birthday cake serum. No, this is gonna. No, this is a seasonal one. This this is going to the seasonal ledger. I'm t- and we want we, Mad Mob. You let us know what you want the seasonal loser to do. Because we we are taking suggestions. We we don't have any idea yet. So that is once more. Tell me the bet one more time. I have ETN finishing twenty seven or better. Begley, 28th or worse. Logical. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, he's typing that in. in. Mad Mob. That is the end of our list. We've got notepads out. Uh, 13 overall for running backs. We've got Josh Jacobs, 14. James Conner, 15. David Montgomery, 16. Alvin Kamara, 17. Antonio Gibson, 18, Javante Williams, 19, J.K. Dobbins, 20, Saquon Barkley, 21, Elijah Mitchell, 22, Damian Harris, 23, A.J. Dillon, T-24, numero 1, Melvin Gordon, per Begley, T-24B, Travis Etienne, per me, T-24, Cam Akers, Goni. Those are your RB2s. If you have any of those guys as your RB2, aside from Melvin Gordon, you are doing pretty good. All right, guys, we are um, 
coming to the end where we do one of my new favorite segments, which is where we take questions. I've got three again this week. This one was, all three of these were from Reddit again, right, Beggs? Yeah, that's right. Or Reddit guy, all right. Our first one, we've got the Farmer in the Dell 69. Okay, yeah, Farmer in the Dell 69, 360 no scope, 420 just blaze. He is in a 12-team half-point PPR league. He is getting Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, and a 2024 first for Justin Jefferson. He's getting Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, 2024 first, giving away Jay Jetta. Goni. Uh, I mean, people might think I'm a little crazy on it, but I would actually trade Justin Jefferson away for that. And a half-point PPR, I mean, you're bringing in Javante Williams. I think he can be the stud next year when Melvin Gordon's gone. Uh, Jerry Judy, he's looking like he might reach the potential we've all waited to see since he was drafted by getting a a real quarterback in Russell Wilson. You get a first-round pick out of it. For Justin Jefferson, man, you have Kirk Cousins this year, and then after it's unknown, they they might re-sign him. Uh, He's making a ton of money. I don't know if they bring him back for more than what he's getting paid now. And it's just unknown. So, I mean, he could fall from – one of the best, like uh, DK Metcalf was a couple of years as one of the top dynasty wide receivers down into, you know, out of the top 10. So that's that's where I'm going. Thanks. Yeah, I totally agree, man. The half point PPR seals it for me. I'm also high on Jerry Judy uh, as long as he stops domestically uh, violating people. Um, I'm, high on, I'm high on Jerry Judy, man. Uh, I think I think he's he's a stud. Yeah, I, I'm. We didn't know if this was a dynasty or not. Dynasty. It was, it, a, dynasty. It was a dynasty. I'm taking yeah. Javante Williams because when Melvin Gordon is not there, Javante Williams is going to be a clear-cut RB1. Uh, yes. Jerry Judy, if he can get his name cleared, he's going to be great. Um, in a 2024 first, you don't know what that's going to be. I mean, that could uh, that could be a Najee Harris. I mean, we, just, we don't know. The fact that it's a first-round pick is enticing enough. But, yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson and a half-point PPR is obviously going to be solid, but if the points that you're gaining going from whoever you got as your RB2 now to Javante Williams and whoever you got uh, and going from Justin Jefferson down to Jerry Judy, um, this year you might, might take a little hit. But after this year and for the next five, six years, you're, you're winning that trade 100%. Yeah. All right, next we got uh, – are these all Dynasty Leagues? I done say. All, di- all Dynasties, yeah. okay. Uh, we got username X underscore happy underscore X. Team A has Hawkinson, Fields, and Gabe Davis. Team B has Friermuth, Amon-Ra, and Stafford. Which team is better? Uh, let, let me go first because I differ from you guys on this one. Sorry, uh, X Happy X. You don't get a clear answer on this one. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the big difference for me here is Stafford and Amon Ra compared to Fields and Gabe Davis. Uh, I, you know, Hawk is better than Fryermuth. I do think Fryermuth has a chance to be a top 10 tight end this year. As we all know, tight ends generally get a lot better after their rookie year, and he did come in strong last year. 
Um, I, I'm fading Gabe Davis this year. I don't like him as a, as a top 24 receiver. Uh, I think that's his ceiling. I think he's more of a, of a deep flex play this year. Amon Ra is a guy for me who could be a low-end wide receiver too. Um, I do think his volume takes a slight dip, but not enough to be noticeable. But Stafford over fields for me all day, man, all day. Uh, to me, this is a net positive now and and in the future. So you are – we got one vote for Team B. Goni. Team A. I'm definitely taking Team A on that. Um, I mean, you, you failed to mention the importance of getting someone of Hawkinson's stature. Tight ends are very hard to come by. All tight ends are terrible for the most part. You've got a handful – five i'd say he's probably the number five tight end right now as far as dynasty goes um they're they're just so hard to come by man and and they he gets a hundred thousand targets a game when he was healthy last year amin ra didn't see anything Uh, i mean hawkinson and swift got the majority of it and amin ra didn't get much when the injuries started happening amin ra shot up to 11 targets a game i think he averaged about 90 yards as well he scored himself a bunch of touchdowns. He was a hero. He was a hero. Wayne and I rode that man to a championship last year. Um, and then we drafted him, him in the rookie draft. Yeah, he was, he was phenomenal. But, I mean, Hawkinson is great. I am on the other end of the spectrum. I planted my flag on Gabe Davis last year off the waivers, stashed him on a taxi uh, with Wayne as well. We did that. And um, I think he's going to be good, man. You, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Uh, Cole Beasley's gone. You have Stephon Diggs, and then it, it's going to be Gabe Davis. Josh Allen throws the ball like crazy. I, I, I just love it for those two alone. Justin Fields, we're going to see what happens. You you even said before it's a Matt Nagy-less offense. Um, can only get better. And, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. So he can put up some numbers with the legs as well. So I'm, I'm Team A. Yeah, luckily there's three of us, so we can give you a majority happy. Uh, resounding Team A. Uh, Hawkinson, like he said, is an absolute beast. Firemuth is not, and he got a new quarterback this year in Mitch Trubisky. Are we happy about that? Uh, Listen, Amon Ra's got Jared Goff, which I I, I said it last week or last episode. Uh, I don't think Jared Goff is garbage, but he's definitely not great. But what I do know is Amon Ra is a lot worse with DeAndre Swift healthy and they drafted Jamison Williams to take more of that passing work. Amon Ra is like, he just dropped. And that's me and Goni, when we, we rode Amon Ra to that championship, and then in the offseason, we traded him because he's just not going to be that good next year. So obviously you're losing. Stafford's better than Fields. I mean, I don't think we even have to argue that. But I feel like Hawkinson is so much better than Friermuth. And Gabe Davis – if he is even if he even does a, a little bit of what he did towards the end of last year, he's going to be better than Amon Ra because Amon Ra is now WR two three, and Hawkinson's a better option. DeAndre Swift is a better option, so he's going to go down. Everybody needs to sell him high right now. So I'm I'm Team A on this one. <sighs> Man, I mean Justin Fields, quarterback thirty one last year. I know he he's he was injured a little bit. Andy Dalton stole some snaps. There's a, such a big gap between Stafford and Fields. To me, I mean, that, he was a rookie too. That you know, yeah, but, but like you said, I mean, you say his legs make up the difference. They didn't. 
No. They didn't. His his rushing play. No, <laughs> it was. I'm, look, man, Amon Ra's a talent. He showed it. I, I don't disagree with you guys. There's regression in the receptions there, especially with Chark and Jamison and Hawk healthy. Hawk's only been healthy one year out of three in his NFL career. Okay, Amon Ra is a volume monster. He's the only guy on that team with his skill set. Jamison Williams and Chark are downfield guys. I like Amon Ra. I like Stafford, and I think Fryermuth has potential to narrow the gap between him and Hawk. Hey, man, I, I in no way compare Justin Fields to Matt Stafford. All right, I, I'm uh, just I saying he has he has upside. He has upside for sure. With Amon Ra, man, there's only one ball. We only play football with one ball. And, I mean, Hawkinson's going to get his. Swift is going to get his. They brought in DJ Chark, and they they – traded up to draft a first round wide receiver the volume will not be there the same way man i'm taking i'm taking the receiver on the high powered josh allen offense over the receiver on the low powered mini mouths uh lines Uh, listen uh, one more point here i know we got to move on but listen i got we got to talk about this a little bit more i'm on raw's done it gabe davis has not done it yet you're projecting Gabe Davis, which I understand. I'm taking the guy who's done it. And are you okay? You're saying both you guys are okay We're trotting out Justin Fields as your quarterback this year in fantasy. I, I, Stafford is the better quarterback of the two, but Hawkinson is way better than Fryermuth, and Gabe Davis is going to be way better than Amon Ra. Okay, okay, all things equal. It's a package deal, man. Sure, but okay, let's say those are the only three players you're playing every week in fantasy, right? Let's say you're just playing those three players. You're telling me Team a wins. Fields, Gabe Davis, and Hawk outscore those three this year? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Goni, you agree with that? Over Friar Muth, Amon Ra, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stafford's going to wow. buoy them. Wow. Stafford's going to buoy them for sure. But, dude, I think Amon Ra, he had, like I said, he averaged 11 targets while they were hurt. That's going to drop down to like six, maybe seven. Yeah, so they happy, still have a bad offense. Happy majority, luck, happy. majority team. Good luck, happy. Best of luck to you, buddy. <clears throat> happy we're 3-0 and last year against Begley and Fantasy. Uh, all and right. Champs. Username, Transplant83. Ooh, this one's kind of spicy, boys. He's giving... Saquon, the 2.01, and a 23rd first for Najee Harris. Begley, you love you some Najee. Let me hear you. I'm taking Najee here, uh, honestly, and, and I wouldn't think twice about it, man. Uh, I, I, you know, Saquon's my 20, uh, and I, I honestly, I think his floor is a lot lower than that. Um, I don't really value the 2.01 this year. That's Damian Pierce, David Bell. Maybe George Pickens, if you get lucky, kind of range. I'm not super high on any of those guys. Uh, in first-round draft picks in 2023 is nice. Um, you didn't really tell us if it was going to be mid, high, or low. Um, let's just assume a mid. It's a little bit of roll of the dice. Give me the bell cow back. Uh, Najee Bear. Not Najee Harris. I thought you had like a little date <laughs> name for my, my little Najee Bear. Give me my little Najee Bear. Going yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to go Najee as well. Do you do you boys see anywhere in the range of possibilities that Saquon no. can approach RB one no. this year or ever again? No, it, 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 he's exactly. he's gonna have to get a hundred targets through the air, man. Yeah, he's gonna have to absolutely get a million. And I mean, 
I, I just don't see it. Um, Najee, plus Saquon's 25. So, I mean, if he's already not performing for you now, just give that two more, three more years on your roster, which I, I tend to like to look at Dynasty through a three-year window when I'm gauging my guys. And, you know, running backs have a short shelf life. Najee's 24 years old, I believe. And, I mean, he's a bell cow. He's a workhorse. He's going to volume his way to an RB1. And, I mean, it's just hard to say no to it. Listen, Transplant, I, you know how we feel about Saquon. Uh, I agree with Begley. The 2.01 is going to be a dart throw. And your 23rd, I like the 23rd, uh, the class of 2023. But you just don't. You don't know, but you know what you're getting with Najee. You know you're getting a workhorse. Um, I I definitely would take the surefire RB. Uh, I have him at 13, so technically an RB2, but he was, you know, consensus RB1. I would definitely take that surefire, get rid of Saquon, sell him while you still can, uh, and, and – and not really worry about the picks. I mean, uh, Najee Harris for sure. So so we are all in consensus that uh, you do need to do that trade for sure. Um, all right, Goni, it looks like we lost Begley. The iPad died. I wish, if you were on Spotify, at least, I know this was a long episode. We really droned on for this one. Um, and I apologize, but I hope at least it was entertaining and y'all uh, got some, some much-needed information. But at least go on YouTube and scroll to the end to look at Begley's stupid frozen <laughs> face he's on right now. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's gold. It's 3.50 a.m. This man works first shift, so he ain't seen 3.50 a.m. in forever, and you can tell by this stupid look. Goni, let, we're mad mob out. This is part two of running backs. We're done with running backs. Uh, yes, we, sir. We're thinking on we're wide gonna, receivers. We're th- on the wide receivers. We think we're going to do like a, like later on, closer to the actual start of the season, we might do some like – some running backs that could be something that's off everybody's radar. Um, but, yep. yeah, as far as just uh, pure positional plays, we are on to receivers, and that's going to be tough. There's a lot of receivers. I feel like rankings are going to be all over the place. So yeah. uh, just hang around. Mad Mob, we appreciate y'all. Twitter, at MadFFPodcast. Email, MadFFPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Reddit. And uh, we are on YouTube at mad fantasy podcast we appreciate y'all